0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the STEAM Forward podcast. As always, I'm your host, Savannah, and today Pastor Linda and I are just going to be having a casual conversation. We're in the middle of our Gen 2050 summer camp, and we just want to talk about all the things and collaborations that we have been doing with National Geographic and the Frost Science Museum. So help me welcome Pastor Linda. Hey, everybody. Familiar.
1: Hi, Savannah. How you doing? Good. You're trying to stay cool in this melting summer Sheet. I'm trying. Not always successfully. No. It's uh
0: it's a lot. It's a lot. Feels like somebody's like suffocating me sometimes when I'm outside I know it's out of control so you just got back from a fabulous and it, national- it was really fabulous <laughs> fabulous National
1: Geographic explorers Festival yes I did tell us about that the- well what's so interesting about that is every year the National Geographic hosts mm-hmm. a conference mm-hmm. And National Geographic Explorers come from around the world Mm -hmm. to convene for this festival and share ideas, listen to the latest findings from different explorers, Mm -hmm. and also take some workshops on how to improve your skill set. Or even this year, they had a uh, workshop on life balance. Mm -hmm. The majority of National Geographic Explorers are um, very goal-oriented. Yeah. Highly productive people who have mm-hmm. a hard time just sitting still. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So there was a class on, you know, it's okay to react <laughs> sometimes to rest and yeah. take a break. So all different things were happening there. But I really appreciated, what I appreciated the most was being around a group of people who were so passionate about their work. Yeah, It was energizing and empowering to be mm-hmm. in that group. So what was the collaborative Collaboration like all the different people, yes. They yeah, well, um, they I brought it along. They, their communications department put together this really cool communication tip sheet for everybody that we're supposed to practice using all the time. So when we walked around talking to each other, mm-hmm. we were supposed to say, Hi. My name is Linda Freeman. I'm a National Geographic Explorer, mm-hmm. an environmental engineer, and an informal science educator. Yeah. And then the other person would share in you know, practice, giving their title. And then you could start talking to them about what they're doing, how, how if there's any connection between what they're doing and what I'm doing. Right. And I found, um, I met some very interesting people mm-hmm. Um Hopefully, Savannah, in the next year, some of those people will collaborate, yeah, we'll collaborate with them, we'll add something of value to their pro- their project, mm-hmm. and they'll add something of value to gen twenty fifty yeah the- it was really exciting and so being in a big festival
0: with national geographic did it. Feel like? Did you feel small, or did you feel like a sense of, like, I'm here, and like National Geographic Explorers,
1: that's mm-hmm. the The first day, I felt like it was the first day of school. <laughs> yes, I can imagine <laughs> checking my schedule. <laughs> where are you? I didn't know where anything was, and then I felt kind of small, mm-hmm. because in that group were people that I've only seen on National Geographic Videos and right. documentaries on TV, that, mm-hmm. like now on Disney Plus. Yeah, there were quite a few people there. That <laughs> yeah. When I saw <laughs> like a marshal like that, and it was so interesting. Um, the first night mm-hmm. we had a special dinner; they called it a welcome home dinner, mm-hmm. and it they set the table. Um, but there was a sign seating. Yeah. So, so at our table. Um, were some, my table, because I didn't really know anybody Yeah, that w- had been invited. So what they do is, out of the whole pool of National Geographic Explorers around the world, they invite a small group to attend in person mm-hmm. at the annual festival. Mm-hmm. So sitting at my table, there were some people that I had heard of their work, but I had never yeah. met them in person. So that was a odd feeling, like, oh, wow, do I... What what am I doing here? Well, just that, like your nameplate was just that Yeah, it
0: brought me down. Oh, that's my
1: feet. And it was so interesting. I had talked to my daughter mm-hmm. before I left, and I was sharing with her, you know, some of my, how I felt. Yeah. Like, oh, I had a little anxiety, mm-hmm. and I had been invited to give a talk, yeah. a three-minute talk for the education department, and then also to, to be, um, uh, have an exhibit mm-hmm. on the last day. And I was sharing with her, "Wow, I feel kind of nervous about it." And she said, "Mom, there are people just like you." Uh And I said, "You're right. You're right." So (laughs) I had to really (laughs) (laughs) right, right, right. My daughter, the psychiatrist, and she's like, "Mom, there are people just like you, and they probably have anxiety Mm -hmm. too." and that helped me so much. So once um once I got through the first day of that first day of school feeling, the second day was so much better. I believe yeah. And then um that day it was lunch on your own day mm. and I met a couple people and they we all just said, "Hey, where are you going for lunch?" And they said, "We don't know." And we all just decided we that we don't know what we're doing people because yeah. we've never been here before. We yeah. just not know together and mm-hmm. learn together. So uh, it was just a fantastic yeah. experience. That's
0: awesome that mm-hmm. you get to go. And speaking of National Geographic, we're in the middle of Gen 2050. And I have mm-hmm. this beautiful sticker, and will be so This is what a scientist looks like. And part of our training, we had to do um, free courses that National Geographic offers. And so one of them was all about your mindset exp- Explore it's mindset. Called the National Geographic Explorer mindset. mindset. Mm-hmm. And so we've just been doing all those things and learning how we can be more curious, learning how we can always have an explorer mindset. And I have to say I can't imagine like what you got to experience and based on this small course that I took. And like the questions that they asked me, the things I had to actually think about. And it really like brought in my thinking into like mm. what it's like to actually be curious about the issues around you.
1: One of the people that I met uh, at the festival who was sitting next to me at that first dinner, her name Mm -hmm. is Ariel Waldman. Mm -hmm. And she started her life, her career as a fashion designer Mm -hmm. and an artist. But somehow along the way, she became a photographer, a videographer of microorganisms in the Arctic. That is very different. It's very different, but she utilizes her skills as, as a videographer yeah. and her skill as an artist mm-hmm. to, to create these f- videos of animals that are so microscopic. Yeah. And her purpose was, her goal was to show that there is life in the Antarctic. But it's life that we can't see with our eyes. Mm -hmm. So she's got these beautiful videos and they showcased her Mm -hmm. uh, one of the afternoons, her work. She's showing um, one of the animals, it's called a water bear. Mm -hmm. It's very microscopic, Mm -hmm. but it really looks like a bear. But it's a microorganism and how they live and what they eat. And it really um, brought home to me the importance of STEAM education because in general, Mm -hmm. she might not have thought of herself as ever being a scientist because she was an artist, Ever, Mm -hmm. but one thing led to another. And so what she does once a year, she travels to the Antarctic. She stays there for two months at a time. At a uh, at a lab with a group of people, yeah. they eat freeze dried food, yeah. all that kind of stuff, and <laughs> wear multi layers <laughs> of clothes. And she goes out into these very we would see them as barren landscapes, right? right but they're really alive. Yeah, that's fascinating. And so it was just such a um, it gave me an opportunity to use my imagination mm-hmm. to think about ways that Gen 2050 can grow and incorporate. Yeah other aspects of STEAM mm-hmm. that maybe we haven't done before. So I hope that some of the people that I met and had a chance to talk to will right mm-hmm. interacting with us and with our students mm-hmm. in the future.
0: I know. That is really exciting. And mm-hmm. I'm uh, Antarctica. I For me, I'm like cold is not for me. So I
1: bless her on her. Yeah. yeah. To take all the other pictures. thing we laughed about was packing. For her, for packing. I was thinking that too. She says she takes over 200 pounds of equipment mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. equipment alone mm-hmm. and she has to be very uh exact about packing her equipment because it's so far away it takes so long to get to the antarctic yeah. that if you forgot something yeah. you're not I'm going back <laughs> you're not gonna have it <laughs> and, and nobody can have it to you. Yeah. yeah there's no amazon does not go to the antarctic okay <laughs> oh my god so yeah wow well speaking of
0: people we're working with for steam Mm -hmm. let's talk about some of the partners we already have yes last week we had um annalisa duran from the frost science museum and she wrote along with a couple other folks this beautiful book of curriculum called the seas and can you just talk more about our collaboration sure
1: idea the inspiration behind it so I I took a chance last fall, fall of 2022, in approaching the Frost Museum mm-hmm. of Science in Miami-Dade County to ask them if they would be interested in collaborating with Gen 2050 yeah. on developing an innovative steam education curriculum. Yeah for students in 4th through 12th grade. And Mm -hmm. it just so happened in that moment, they were thinking about the same thing. Like, we would like to expand our work across and cover and and, um, touch more students Mm -hmm. in Miami-Dade County. They just sit in, they didn't have the um, process or the... The way, mm-hmm. method of reaching. Right. And so through collaboration, and uh, Annalisa, who was the assistant director of education there, mm-hmm. talked to all the people at the museum. They got really excited about it. I talked to the Children's Trust. They got really excited about it. And so this is what they produce, mm-hmm. along with all the science um, supplies, the program supplies yes. that they purchased as... P- that, uh, Come that, yeah, go with this curriculum. This is a piece of our STEAM module mm-hmm. to see. And so our students uh, are going through eight hours of mm-hmm. curriculum mm-hmm. that they developed. And then they'll spend a day yeah. at the museum kind of doing more wow. on the topics that they encountered in the booklet right. in the classroom. Doing things in person at the museum. I think it's yeah. going to be really exciting i i'm
0: excited about the visit because i feel like with us doing this mm-hmm. you now can kind of understand more because it's easy to go to a museum and read a plaque and say oh the biodiversity of the Florida keys awesome. right but what does that actually mean
1: well it, so and that's the idea yeah. to to bring the museum exactly to life mm-hmm. and make it come alive for students and also as it says on your um on your water bottle there The idea of connecting students with hands-on science helps them to develop a concept in their mind, hopefully, that I could be a scientist. Wait a minute. In fact, I am a scientist. Scientist. What I'm doing, things that scientists do, Mm -hmm. using the scientific method Mm -hmm. and, and incorporating the National Geographic Explorer mindset, I am being a scientist. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some things
0: that are coming up that we're doing in these curricula fun
1: stuff stuff. (laughs) this summer our focus is the sea Mm -hmm. but the following summer 2024 we're going to be piloting the land yes and then after that the sky the sky and the idea is that our students, the current students, mm-hmm. they are going through everything first. But right. we have other organizations who mm-hmm. are joining in, and they're going to be using this curriculum. So a brand new organization that's going to start with us, they will be doing the C Next, Next summer, summer. Mm-hmm. and our students that we work with right now, they're going to be piloting the land, the land. Mm-hmm. And when you mean the sky, you mean like outer space, like outer space. Ooh. We're going to learn about the cosmos, <laughs> yeah, and the black holes and the black holes, and the latest, the latest findings now in uh astro- astro- astronomy, mm-hmm. astrophysics is that they're finding out that time is not linear. That it comes in waves. Yeah. And it folds. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is a concept that is just now coming to light that I think by the time we get ready to do the sky curriculum, we start talking about galaxies, Mm -hmm. space, time, what's happening with light, where does it go, black holes, all these things... We'll know more, and so they knew that from the research in this. Yes. So it was wow. interesting. There, there's a book called um, "A Wrinkle in Time." Have you mm-hmm. heard of that? I have. Okay. So, "A Wrinkle in Time." I think that that the author was prophetic. Did you read it? <laughs> Definitely But the idea is that um, that time folds over itself. Yeah and so that if a person knew how to do it they could move to a different period of time or time in another dimension like mm-hmm. not in our time period right. but there might be a parallel one right like moving at a different speed mm-hmm. okay so i i think that stuff is really cool it's yeah it like really opens your mind up to like Oh, life is not as simple as I think No, it's just all yours. I'm learning a watch and telling me what time it is, but it's the time in this galaxy. In this one. Yeah, yeah, That's so cool. cool. So what we're going to be doing then, Savannah, mm-hmm. as we move forward, is trying to get students to open their mind to the concept that there's so many ways to look at the world around us. right. And their role, what is my role going to be in this world? What can be my contribution? Rather than just say, I'm just going through life. Right. No. Right. Well, okay. today we were talking about the bees. Just like, the bees are this, like, harsh. They're this, like, <laughs> What? I know. I think if you're not a bee, it's hard to understand it. But I'm trying to survive in this world, and the world for them is hard. Mm -hmm. So, if there are one of the things we talked about that bees do is that they're very concerned about their genetics. Yeah. Because their idea is we want our family to continue existing beyond our own Mm -hmm. lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right. So they choose to live a certain way to make sure that their their DNA continues forward yeah. into the future. And honestly, I've got to say, sometimes people don't even think that far in advance. But I don't move. so. Oh. Bees are pretty focused. We were learning today in class, or I was teaching the students, that bees have three main goals. Mm-hmm. One is protect their family. Yeah. That means the children, the mm-hmm. babies, the eggs, the, yeah, the larvae, the, the queen protect, the queen, too, they want to protect their food mm-hmm. and they want to prepare for the future. So yeah, anything that threatens those th- three things, their home, who lives in their home, their food, mm-hmm. their future, getting their DNA going into the future, they're not for that. Yeah. Okay, they're basic. You got to go. <laughs> you got to go. They got those three yeah. things. You don't fall in line with those three things. You're not going right. to survive. I think for the kids, it was that this
0: little animal, mm-hmm. however you want to specify a yeah. dog, yeah, this little thing mm-hmm. does all of that. They do all and of that. And those brains, brains are just like, like what? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that... That kind of, like you pioneering even beekeeping to people, students in Miami Gardens, really makes you curious, like, okay, well, if a bee does this, then what does a wasp do? What does an ant do? It's more right. than just you see, ew, a bug, yuck, gross, get away from me, and it's so much more that you don't realize.
1: You can, learn, yeah, you can learn a lot of good qual- mm-hmm. character qualities from a honeybee. Absolutely. They're slightly. <laughs> They don't like a dirty house. <laughs> yeah. They know, They take all of their waste out. Mm-hmm. They carry it out and throw it out. Mm-hmm. Um, if something, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about this, any intruders, they yeah. drag them out, throw them out. If they can't drag the intruder out because they're too large, they'll sting them until mm-hmm. they die. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And then they encase them like in a mummy. Yeah. So the bacteria of the decaying intruder doesn't get into their house, where state want to keep immaculately clean. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. Bees are fascinating.
1: They are fascinating.
0: Well, Pastor Wanda, we didn't really talk about it, but I'm pretty sure you have one. Okay. So as we move on to the word of the day, oh, the word of the day, the word of the day. If you could just describe how Gen 2050 is going so far and you went to the National Geographic Explorer Festival and I got to make a presentation I about Gen 2050. Presentation about 2050. Mm-hmm. We're doing Summer of Science, the Seas with Frost Museum. What is your one word
1: my one word is going to be futurist Mm -hmm. and that is a person that looks to the future right and, and projects and has an estimate or extrapolates what do they think is coming on the horizon right and then they prepare themselves for that right so that's my word of the day, futurist. I am a scientist and now I'm a futurist. Now I'm a futurist. Because many people think, spend a lot of time thinking about the past. Absolutely. Or thinking about how I'm going to just survive today. In this moment. But a mm. futurist is looking forward to say, how am I going to prepare myself for the future that will come? Yeah. that's my word, futurist.
0: Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Pastor Enda, so much for this wonderful conversation. You're so welcome. I just love talking to you. It's just so relaxing, and I don't have to like... (laughs) You know, this is podcast number 24. and we started in January. I can't even believe it. I know. So, halfway through the year, Mm -hmm. no, I'm excited. I'm ready. Um, I'm really excited because Gen
1: 2050 is changing after the summer, correct? Yes, it's going to go to a year round model. Year round. Year round round model for that, too. This is our seventh summer, Savannah. So, yeah. I can barely believe it myself. This is yeah. the seventh summer camp mm-hmm. summer for Gen 2050, and we're moving into a year round mm-hmm. format. So we'll have some changes. Of course, summertime is our most intense season, right. but it will change a little bit. Yeah. And we're bringing in some new partners that are joining us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really exciting so a new adventure and and I'm I'm along for the ride well thank you guys so much for
0: tuning in and as always there are two sponsors that we love uh, to thank, and those are Trinity Church and the Children's Trust and don't forget there are three ways in which you can watch or listen to this podcast if you'd like to watch just follow us on YouTube if you'd like to listen just follow us on Apple or Spotify and remember this is the STEAM Forward Podcast see you next week
1: STEAM Forward Podcast